This episode of Blind Pilots includes spoilers for the pilot episode of Young Pope on HBO. If you'd like, you can watch it beforehand. Otherwise, be prepared for some spoilers. Here we go. What's up, Doug? What's up, Caleb? So, young Pope. Goddamn. He's not too young. I don't mean that to sound... Uh, sacrilege, uh, sacri- sacrilege, but goddamn, goddamn, that young pope. Yo, okay, so since we're since we're going, I will admit that this isn't my first time watching this uh, particular okay. television show, or well, at least the pilot episode. Yeah, because whenever it whenever it came out. I was like, I saw the trailers and I was like, God damn, Jude Law's the fucking Pope and it looks fucking sinister as shit. Yeah. I watched it when it, like, when it first came out, just the pilot, and I'll admit, like, I was bored out of my goddamn skull the first time I watched it. I was like, Interesting. I was like, I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, it's just like a lot of talking and yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it's like low key political as fuck. Very political. And yes. Yeah, yes. and that's not really my thing typically, but honestly, so I watched it yesterday. We're recording on a Wednesday, so yesterday afternoon I watched it and I was enthralled. I was like, holy shit. And then I went back and rewatched it again this morning. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, this is still very tight. Yeah. It's very cinematic. It could be a movie. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, oh. I actually, um, in my notes, one of the very first things I wrote was opening scene Kubrick esque. Ah, yes. It like super reminds me of Stanley Kubrick. I mean, we can like start to get. We can like use this as a jumping off point if you want, but that opening scene where that like baby is crawling oh. across that pile of other dead babies of corpses corpses and uh, then and then um what's his name Lenny Bellardo yeah. Jude Law's character crawls out from underneath the pile of corpses yep. or dead babies whatever it is yep and then like the way it's all shot in like one obviously it's not a one shot you know what i'm saying like and, and if it is it's fucking incredible yeah, um, I doubt it is a one shot. I doubt it is. It's kind of like Birdman, where they edit it to make, to make look it look like, like it. a one shot. Yeah, but the way everyone's like standing and posed, and like the fake smiles. Yeah, and uh, it's it's absolutely beautiful. But it reminds me of the movie Eyes Wide Shut, particularly the scene where they're in the fucking ritual house you know what I'm saying where they're doing all that weird sex shit like it looks like it cause like in that in that uh, scene in Eyes Wide Shut you're watching it all from Tom Cruise's perspective as he's like walking through the house right and it's just like whoa yeah cause that's how this was like it's like first person and then kinda like cuts and then it's third person like you're behind Lenny and you uh-huh. see him and everything and yep. I'm just like holy shit like they they straight were like it's like it's a, it's like it's like a straight homage to Stanley Kubrick and it's beautiful mm, yeah 
Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. The whole thing is shot so well. And that opening yeah, scene is yeah. just like shocking. It's it's like it's disturbing. It's almost uncomfortable to yes, watch. Absolutely. Like if you're not into stuff like Stanley Kubrick or the movie Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. like it's definitely uncomfortable or Birdman. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because it like it's so posed and unrealistic looking. But, like, not to the point where it's unrealistic looking like a Wes Anderson movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I didn't think of that before, but, yeah, totally. Because, like, Wes Anderson is really into, like, symmetry and things like that. And, like, Wes Anderson just, like, his movies are, I mean, they're not my thing, but obviously people like him a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're so unrealistic looking that it's uncomfortable. Right. But this oh, is so hyper. This is so hyper realistic looking that it's uncomfortable. It's like on two ends of the same spectrum. Right. It's very very weird. Yeah. It's like if if you were that baby crawling over the corpses, you'd know what it would yeah. look like. Well, I think the. I mean, yeah. Since we're like into it now, you know what I mean. Like we are. <laughs> we dove <laughs> in, baby. Go- yeah, we've been going on this on literally like three minutes of scene for like five minutes now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you really want to get into that like opening scene and like break it down, like that baby is Lenny Bellardo. I assume so. Yeah. yeah. That's what I figured. Okay, cool. As long as I'm, like, not alone on that. Because the baby crawls in, and then Lenny crawls out. Exactly. It's very symbolic. Super symbolic. Like, he... Because, I mean, I'm jumping around a little bit, but you find out he was left at... Or, I guess his parents died or whatever. He was an orphan, yeah. Yeah, he was an orphan, and he showed up at that that habit, or... I I guess, are all orphanages run by nuns? Ah, fuck. Uh, orphanage like is like an antiquated term, but uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, well, either way, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It, ah, it's it's so hard to describe that. Whoever is listening to this literally just needs to go watch it because it's just yeah incredible. It, it is abstract. It, that is for it's sure. Abstract is. Fuck, and it's beautiful, and yeah. it's disturbing, and it uh, just makes you feel weird. Yes, it is very so, well done. Yeah, but it's not—it's not something that you can just like jump into and be like, "Okay, yeah, I know what's going on here." You know, you oh, gotta definitely not. Yeah, I mean, the first time I watched it when it originally came out, I was like, "What in the utter fuck is going on right now?" Because you've seen it before, I have not. Yeah. So I had a little bit of like, but to be fair, the first time I watched it, I got like 20 minutes into it and like mentally checked out. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? Okay, like yeah. I just started like scrolling through my phone. I okay. was like, I'm not interested in this one bit. What was the pretense for you watching it for the first time? Why did you watch Wait, it? Why did I watch it? Yeah. Oh, just because I thought the trailer the trailer looked tight. I was like, oh, it's fucking Jude Law playing or like a sinister ass pope you know what i mean i was just like he's about to like flip things upside down but the uh i i wrote this in my notes as well the more i watched it well the second time i watched it to today i realized that it's almost like a religious version of house of cards nailed it yes yeah it's very political 
very political. political. Like they're using religion as like a as like a disguise for like all the politics. That's oh my going god! On. Yeah, a very you know what I mean? uh, discreet or a very uh, thinly veiled disguise for politics because. Even, like, the cinematography and the dialogue and everything is very politically oriented. I should say, or we should both say, that neither of us are Catholic in any sort of sense. Not Catholic. Uh, So I never realized how political Catholicism can be. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like the newly elected, uh, you know, like a president or he's like a senator or something. He's yeah. very politically kind of revered, and yeah. the the weight of his of of his decisions and his power is based on the fact that he is the pope. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to jump back into that opening scene because I like fucking yes. pulled a little bit more out of it as well. Uh, Oh, I mentioned the smiling in that er, Mm. earlier, Uh but if you, if you like go back and you look at all the smiles, they're fake as fuck. Right. Like absolutely uncomfortably fake. Uh, also that the title card shot. Yeah. Where the, where the three black bars appear and and you see the young Pope, you know, come down the screen. That is the most devilish smile I've ever seen. I agree. It's so crazy uncomfortable because you can like see it in his mouth that he just like has this like really fucked up plan for what he's about to do. And, you know, the the scene goes on after the title card pulls away. Right. And you see him like step out onto that like papal papal balcony or whatever it is, you know, is it St. Peter's Square? Yeah, St. Peter's Square. It, it, it looks like like fucking Fidel Castro or something. It looks yeah, like yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but and then you you start to hear him talk. Yeah, and he's like kind of giving your like typical kind of Pope speech or whatever you want to call that. Right. Um, I do want to. Can I interject for one second? Oh, go for it. Go I for noticed it. that there is no dialogue there's no speech in any language until eight minutes and 30 seconds the cold open lasts that cold open is eight minutes the cold open lasts about six and a half minutes and then two minutes after the cold open there's still no speech until he starts giving his presentation to the the saint peter's square or whatever it's called fuck that's crazy. I didn't like time ten that minutes at all. into the show. There's no dialogue, but it's still so potent and so it's s- gripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're not into uh, just really pretty shots of things, mm. then you're probably gonna hate that cold open, right? But if you are into pretty shit. You'll probably dig it. And then once he starts talking, you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yes. Because he starts talking about how you have to be in balance with life and with God. And, like, right. this is, like, totally normal for, like, religious speeches. You know what I'm saying? That uh-huh. kind of, like, ideology. But 
And then... then he And then he fucking transfers into some fucking outlandish shit. And some liberal outlandish, shit. Very liberal. Very yeah, liberal. That's really what I mean by outlandish, because, like, the Catholic Church is not known for being liberal at all. You know what I mean? And, so, like... Yeah, until the most recent pope, they're not known for being liberal. For being yeah, liberal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really keep up with popes and what they, you know, believe in. You know, it's not my religion, so right. I really have no need. Uh, I don't, you know, they could, they can say anything. It doesn't <laughs> affect my life in any sort of way, so I just <laughs> tend to not keep up with it. Right. But he starts uh, espousing all this shit about how, uh, oh, I wrote it down. He was like, he's pro-contraceptives. Yep. He's pro-masturbation. Pro-masturbation. Pro- that was the first thing he said. We just yeah, start yeah. Ma- masturbating more. You should start more. masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> he's into gay marriage. He, yeah. He's into uh, sex for pleasure. Right. Abortions. Yes. Priests marrying. Uh, nuns leading mass. Right. Divorce. Which, in a personal way, I was like, fuck yes. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, fucking do it, man. Yes. And then you start to see all these cardinals, like, faint. Yes. And they're just, and everyone in the crowd just goes, like, dead silent because they're all cheering. They were all, like, politically revved up. For his yeah, appearance. Yeah, they were just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, yes. this dude's about to, like, you know, establish some sort of, like, new era in the Catholic Church or whatever. Right. And, and when he starts speaking, the yeah. the rain evaporates and the, the oh, sun comes yeah. bu- from behind the clouds. And it's like this new revelation to everybody. And then all of a sudden yes. he's like, let's support gay marriage. Let's support sex for pleasure. Not only mm-hmm. for reproduction, and then everybody goes quiet. So yeah, and then you, well, you don't really meet him until later, but you see right. the character uh, Cardinal uh, Voyello, something um, like that. Yeah, there's a lot of Italian yes. names in this show. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Voyello. Uh, you see him, and he's just like, "You are not the Pope. I'm the Pope." Mm-hmm. Like you are no longer a man of God, or you're done with God. Right. Um, but that was a dream. And, yes, and then he wakes up, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Like none of that even happened. Right. Um, the first like ten minutes of the show is a dream. Is a dream, completely a dream. But now that we have established that it's a dream, I I want to point out that I had a I wrote down a note about uh, it was about the rain, and I think. It, in his dream, he stops the rain, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I really think that plays into his grand illusion that he is God. He's God, you know yes. Saying? Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. You nailed it, yes. I wrote the same thing down. Yes. Cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. He's equating himself with God. He's like, God approves of you, and I approve of you. Therefore, vicariously... Yes. I am God, sort of thing. I am God. Also, right. for listeners, if you have not figured this out yet, Caleb and I are not watching this together, and we're in two different states. <laughs> yes, very different states. Very I'm different way states. up north, out I'm of my culture. In the middle south. Yes. No one no one below Kentucky wants to admit that Kentucky's in the south, and <laughs> what I have to say to that is, fuck you. Fuck you. Kentucky is so southern. Except I for agree, Louisville. Man. 
Yeah, except Louisville and Lexington. Like, Truth. Bowling Green is for sure the South. Oh, my God, yeah. It's 40 minutes from Nashville, so shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, shut up. If you're, shut <laughs> if up. you're from Bowling Green, stop listening right now. Get out of my life. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you guys. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, that... that uh, <laughs> That that person that I'm not allowed to talk about on right. podcasts anymore, uh-huh. uh, she would always be like, yeah, Kentucky's not the South. And I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> Indiana's not the South, but Kentucky is the South. Kentucky is the fucking South. Do you yeah. know how many rebel flags I see? Oh my God. All the time. I recorded a music video in Kentucky and like half the time the background is a rebel flag. Yeah, dude, it's, if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. (laughs) You're just wrong. Hey, by the way, don't say that girl's name because that means so much work for me bleeping out. (laughs) I won't do it again. I'm done. Don't do that, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) No more mentions. Oh my god. Back to Jude Law being the fucking Pope. Jude Law is the Pope. Jude Law is the Pope. Honestly, if I was a Cardinal and Jude Law was a Cardinal, I'd vote for him to be the Pope. I'd be like, you're pretty yeah. fucking telegenic. You're a pretty motherfucker. We yes. need you. Yeah. And his, even in his dream sequence, his policies about gay marriage and about sex and about having... He... he, he kind of uh sets it up as having fun he says we should keep having fun as in having mm-hmm. sex you know without the intent of procreation mm-hmm. we should let the priests marry we sh- you know which i'm all about like all the all that liberal agenda whatever quote unquote like i'm yeah, totally sure. on the same page and i was kind of disappointed when it turned out to be a dream well i think like so I mean, we can get there eventually, but, like, I think that's how he actually feels. Yes, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you see, like, because, like, when you're in your... I mean, obviously, dreams are manifested, but they're your underlying subconscious. You know what yes, I'm saying? I agree. So, like, I feel like that's how he actually feels. Yes. But he wakes up from his dream. He gets dressed in his lovely Pope clothes that... Right honestly are balling as fuck yeah like i I would wear that on a daily basis too (laughs) if i was him looking like neo yeah so he gets up and then he goes to breakfast or whatever and then you really start to get a feel for his actual like like kind of character but not so much just his character but like his sinister side you know what Mm. i'm saying Mm. like they they have this like wide spread for him yeah set out and he's just like oh they obviously didn't tell you about me because all i have for breakfast is a diet cherry coke zero or whatever yeah yeah was that not um, some product placement no i i mean it it had to be he had he said coke zero like five times yeah he did yeah it had to be some product placement and then his yeah his little i know he's not a butler but he looks like a a fucking little butler dude he's like would you like a, a coke a diet coke to hold you over and he's like yeah, no he's i like, only drink no. coke zero yeah cherry coke zero yeah. which honestly sounds fucking gross <laughs> but that's just me that's his breakfast 
No hash browns, no eggs, just Coke Zero, yeah, baby. Just Coke Zero. That's yeah. it. And, uh, but then you get a feel, you, you, like, that is just like, it's off putting, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. it's very just like strange for anybody. But then, <laughs> yeah. then he meets his cook. Mm. Right? That nun. Yes. And she's like super friendly. Like, she just walks up to him and right. like, kisses his face or whatever yeah. and it's just like yeah I'll make you whatever you want starts listing off all these listing like fucking all these pastas Italian dishes yeah Italian dishes I, I did hear like a lot of I heard like carbonara and like some yeah. other like pasta dishes and I was like this is pasta crazy primera. yeah Kabucha. I was like this is super stereotypical but you know it is what it is but he launches into this like little monologue about how like uh, personal relationships yeah. um lead to like a divide or something like that i can't uh-huh. remember his specific wording yeah. but then he he like starts to he's just, he basically is like look we're not gonna have a personal relationship exactly. if anything i only respect formal relationships formal, yeah. because you know where you stand with that person in a formal relationship and she starts to cry because yeah. you see her like wipe away a tear at one yep. point and you can tell he really like fucking broke her down to her core pretty much because yep. like that's just who she is she's a friendly nice person and he's not like at yes. all yeah he's very formal he doesn't even respect friendly as he says friendly relationships but before we move on yeah exactly before we move on from that scene cause like that's pretty much all there was to that yeah. at the very opening of that scene his like I think his name's Federico I, I could be wrong about that um at the beginning of that scene, that butler guy asks him how he slept, and he's just uh, like, oh yeah, I had a dream about these two cardinals slapping, slapping each other. Yeah. And that, I kept count, that was his first lie, so that was his first sin. Mm. Oh, good job, Doug. Fuck, and yeah. then he immediately, the, the next scene is, um, oh wait, is that the next scene? Well, he lied about the Cardinals slapping each other, but then he said, I also had a strange dream about me saying some absurd things. But you get the you get the insinuation that the absurd things are actually what he thinks. He's yeah, more liberal exactly. than he presents himself. Yeah. And then you actually meet uh, Cardinal uh, Boyello. Because yeah. he's in he's he's in confession. He's in the confessional booth. Yes. Fucking swiping through his phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just completely like absent minded, you know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. then the priest on the other side is like, Confess your sins and he's just like, All of my sins have to do with finance and policy and yes. anything that I would have to say to you you wouldn't even begin to understand. Yeah. And he's, he's just disregarding like, well, confession. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he's just like I have. He's like I have to be here, so I'm here, but I'm not really here. Right. And he's just like, well, tell me something that I would understand. And he's like, well, I have these like sexual thoughts about the this statue, statue. called the Venus of Will statue or the Venus of Willendorf, yes. which is twenty five thousand years old. I like I heard the name. And I was like, I know that statue because I learned about it in in all of my art classes, pretty ah. much. And, but I didn't like, I didn't like, I couldn't picture it in my head and then you see it and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I, I was like, that's weird, 
but I get why a priest who has never had sex before would be sexually attracted to a 25,000 year old statue that's literally just like tits and a pot belly. I'm just like, okay, I I guess I get it, you know? And it keeps coming back. They keep keep bringing back that statue. And it's just, all it is is big titties. Yeah, it's it's literally just like titties and a pot belly and like no head. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not my thing. Like, I couldn't jerk off to that, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Do you think that was a callback to when um, when Lenny has a flashback to when he was a kid and he saw that naked chick by the river? It's possible. Okay. I didn't think about that honestly. I didn't even like. I didn't even understand that scene with that with that lady at the at the river. Honestly, yeah. like that. It, it was like one of those Kubrick moments where I straight didn't understand. Or uh, not Kubrick, but um, fuck, who did uh Mulholland Drive and Twin Peaks and all that shit? Um, oh fuck, yeah, Twin Peaks. Uh, uh David Lynch. David Lynch, baby. It reminded me of, like, Mulholland Drive yes. uh, by David Lynch, like, where there's just, like, random shots and you just, like, don't understand why they're yes. there. That's what sequence. it reminded me of. But, may, I mean, if you took it as a flashback, then it probably was, honestly. Well, it looked like the, like the same actor that was playing him as a kid when he first met Sister Mary. And Impossible. So I, I fi- yeah, I figured that was, like, a flashback of him having, like, sexual... You know, very natural sexual, you know, proclivities. And then he's trying to to suppress that because he's the Pope and the Pope isn't supposed to have any sort of sexual interest, which is insane. As a human, the very nature of humanity is sexuality because you can't (laughs) you can't keep humanity procreating and living without sexuality. How do you think... How do you think uh, priests and cardinals and all that shit, like, how do you think they get rid of their erections? I mean... Because they're not supposed to masturbate either. Right. They either jack off and confess Repent. over it, yeah, or they have some wet dreams and shit. Hey, Doug. Hey. Let's, let's get real here. Uh-huh. How, how often have you had wet dreams as a child? I actually never had them as a child. Really? Um, yeah, I, I've i only had a couple, and they were as an adult, honestly, which is fucking strange. Interesting. And very, I had one very embarrassing time. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. I, <laughs> Not time. Uh... I, uh, yeah, so I was in bed with this girl, and, like, she stayed over. We we didn't have sex that night or anything like that. Mm. And I guess I was just, like, really riled up before I went to sleep. Okay. And I, <laughs> I had a very... <laughs> I had a very... <laughs> riled up! <laughs> Sorry, go I ahead. A, no, you're, you're fine. I had a... I, rem, I, like, remember this. It's super weird. I was probably, like, 22-ish, yeah. maybe. Um... I had this, I had a dream about the girl who was sleeping next to me about oh. getting, I was like dreaming that I was getting a blowjob and I, <laughs> I fucking, 
came while I was sleeping and I woke up immediately because I thought I had pissed the bed while she was sleeping next to me and I right. looked down and like my fucking boxers are just like creamed up. <laughs> I was just like, I was like so embarrassed that I like got up really slowly while she was still asleep, went to the bathroom and like changed my underwear and then like got back in bed. Yeah. And I was just like, I hope, I hope she didn't. <laughs> I hope she didn't feel anything or realize, but yeah, Dude, that... I mean, that girl and I are still friends to this day. Uh, if she hears this, she might know who I'm talking about, but that's the I most not. innocent, like cute, wet dream I've ever heard of. You were actually physically next to her. And, yeah, and you had a dream that you didn't have sex with her, but she gave you a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, God damn! Like when I woke up, oh I was like, God. I was like, did that actually happen? Like, did I just right. did did I get a blowjob in the middle of my sleep? But I was just like, she's passed <laughs> the fuck out. There's no way that happened. Oh God. That was the last time I remember having a wet dream, and that was I'm almost 27 now, so that was like five years ago. Can I match your level of uh, of obscurity or, or of uh, honesty? Honesty. <laughs> the first time <laughs> I had wet dreams, well before I started jacking off. Okay. So <laughs> nice. I <laughs> I was like a freshman in high school. Why am I saying oh, this? Okay. This is live. See, I, I started I started <laughs> masturbating when I was like twelve, so like I think I got that shit out of my system. That's probably why I never had wet That's dreams as why. a kid. One yeah. time, hey man, I'm gonna blow the cover on myself right now. Also, okay, sorry, dog? mom and dad, if you're listening to this. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. Hey, ditto. Can I? I'm gonna tell you yeah. something super embarrassing, Doug. Go for it. <laughs> well, that's why we're here, man. Sorry. I was at church camp. Oh, that's embarrassing. I had had a dream about kissing a girl. And I woke up and my pants were soaked. And I was like, oh, did did I piss myself? Front and back. (laughs) And my first ever ejaculation was as like a 13-year-old at church camp dreaming about kissing a girl on the mouth. Hell yeah, that's hot as fuck. It's hot. I'm erect right now. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break while me and Doug jerk off to this image. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh man, I got a story to tell you possibly off air. I don't know if it's I want to you. like I don't know if I, it's not my story to tell, so I'll okay. tell it off air. Fair deal. It's about that sound that I just made, but I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> um, let's let's get back to young Pope. young Pope. <laughs> Why don't we? Young Pope. Uh, <laughs> so where we <laughs> left off? God damn it. Um. um so where we left off, uh, Viello Voyello had uh, just done his confessional. Yeah. And was super whatever about it. He just, like, kind of walks off after that. Yeah, he disregarded that shit. Yeah, and then it cuts to four cardinals. We don't... I don't think we got their names. 
And if we did, I wasn't paying enough attention. No, yeah, I, I apologize. There's like a couple of Italians, a Spaniard, and, a, and uh, an African. An African, yeah. yeah. And they're all standing in a little circle out in this courtyard, and they're just having a, a, a little discussion about Voyello and about uh, Lenny, right. um, the young Pope, Jude yeah. Law's character. So they're having a little discussion, and one one piece really stuck out to me because they're they're talking about Voyello's um, how he orchestrated getting Lenny into the Pope uh, Popehood, Papal Palace. I don't papacy. know how you want to like pa- Papacy, yeah, pal- yeah. However you want to like yeah. phrase that, I'm sure there's a there's a proper like Catholic term for sure. it, but. They're talking about how he like pulled strings and to get him in there and his politics, but like one line particularly stuck out to me where one of them says that Voyello is the devil incarnate. And I was oh, just yes. Like, yes. I was like, fuck. Fuck. Yeah, right. that, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. And I was really interested by that line because, like, I mean, he kind of is you know what i'm saying like he's he is pulling those strings you know what i mean yeah. like he's i don't know how to feel master. about him because i like his like when he had that dream and he's talking about his his kind of liberal politics you know pro gay marriage pro you know sex not just you're talking about lenny not Boyello, right about lenny yeah okay they, well they they said the devil incarnate about Voyello, not lenny oh about Voyello. okay yeah they they said that about Boyello, who's pulling the strings, they're like, I don't trust him. He's right. the devil incarnate. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But go on with what you are going to say, though. Well, yeah, I was saying that, yeah, I, I kind of side with Lenny, even though he kind of he kind of uh, pushes off a lot of the, the Catholic traditions. And, <laughs> you know, he kind of disregards confession and stuff like that. But he's, yeah. it seems like he's very progressive and, you know... In this day and age, it seems like that that's a positive. Yeah, for yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, I already covered that. I just said Catholicism, just politics, shrouded religion. Very political. He's like cards. a king. Like when he goes out there onto the balcony, and he has a, a human mic stand. <laughs> he has yeah, a person it's... holding up his microphone for him. It's yeah. very political. Oh, but that um. You know, since we're like jumping back for a second, that part where Voyello is—he's like, "You're not the Pope. I'm the Pope." That's oh, right. Lenny's like subconscious being like, "I know what he's trying to do." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he wants to run it from behind the scenes, and he even says that. Voyello actually says that while he's right. waiting in the papal palace for uh, for Lenny to show up because they have a meeting. He's like, yeah, they're about to publish a new book about me, and it's called like Man Behind the Scenes or whatever. Oh, you know right. What I'm saying? Like he's totally aware yeah. that he is this dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he knows what he's doing, type shit. But the thing is, is since Lenny knows that he's like aware of it, he's just like, the fuck you are, man. Like mm. this ain't gonna, this is not gonna fly. Right. And um, yeah. He's like, is it your 17th book? And he's like, no, it's my 18th book. 18th book, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but before we go on anymore, they, those four cardinals are like, what do you think um, Lenny's, uh, what's the word, Um, mentor, basically, uh, thinks of all this? 
And then it cuts to his mentor. I, I didn't catch a name. I forgot to. It, but he's, like, getting ready to slit his wrists. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because he knows that Lenny is not going to be good for the Catholic Church. And he doesn't right. want to be a part of it anymore. Even though suicide is like a capital sin or whatever. However right. you want to phrase that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, also, I wanted to note that when I, when I saw that scene, I wrote... This pussy baby doesn't even know how to slit his own wrists because he started to go side. He started to go across instead of down. Yeah. I was like, "That ain't gonna kill you." No, nope. you gotta go bitch. down the street, not across the sidewalk. Yeah, don't be a pussy. If you're gonna do it right, <laughs> do it right. Sorry. Listen to some Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh shit. So, after that dude tries to kill himself, it cuts to uh, young Pope Jude Law, Lenny Bellardo. Yep. Uh, he goes into confession, and he lies again. Yes. He lies again, because he's like, do you have anything to confess? And he's, he says no. Yeah. Um, he says he has no sins. He has to confess his lack of of sins. Exactly. And I mean... Clearly, he sinned at the beginning of the episode. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where he lies about his dream. It might be a small sin, right. but lying is still a sin. You know what I'm saying? In Catholicism, absolutely. In, yeah. In Catholicism, yeah. So, sin number two. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, observation. Yeah. And then they he like walks out of the confessional, asks um, Tommaso, Cardinal Tommaso, or you know whatever yeah. his title is. Uh, who is the guy who does the confessionals, for those yep. listening? Mm-hmm. He basically pulls him out and he's just like, hey, I want you to relay everyone's sins back to me. Yes. And you're going to report to me directly. Right. All this information. And yeah, and confessional is supposed to be very private. You're not supposed to tell yeah, anybody exactly. about that. It's supposed to be like exactly. a you know doctor-patient confidentiality sort of thing. Yeah, it's just, it's it's probably higher than that, honestly. Yes, but right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's because it's like in the eyes of God. Exactly. But, uh, and the house of God. Yes. Uh, and he, and Tommaso kind of is weirded out by it, but it's you later find out in that because there's no like verbal agreement in that little scene. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, you find out that he's down with it, and and a little bit before that, you find out he's down with it because this is skipping ahead a little bit. Um, uh, Lenny and Voyello are having a meeting in his office, and like Lenny, like has his eyes closed, like he's uh, yeah. asleep. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to a shot of the Venus of Villendorf, which is in Lenny's office, yep. the the Papal Palace. And then it cuts directly back to Voyello's face, and like a very like longing sort of sense. Mm. And then with his eyes closed. He's like, stop looking at the Venus of Villendorf like that. And it like, yeah. his like attention breaks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that is where you figure out that Tommaso is telling him people's sins. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because like I said, there's no like verbal agreement within that shot. 
he's just kind of uncomfortable about it, and then it cuts. Yeah. But what it cuts to is that um, the shot of Sister Mary landing in that helicopter, and then you, and then it goes to a flashback, and you see uh, Lenny arriving at the orphanage. He meets Sister Mary. Uh, Sister Mary is played by Diane Keaton. Uh, still a babe, baby. Still a babe. Yeah, it seems um, like there's some there's some kind of sexual tension yeah, between, between Lenny and, and Sister Mary, which is weird because like the Her fucking age difference is fucking. Yeah, you know, I think she's a sister. She's sister, yeah. She's sister, yeah. Because he like calls her like mother or mama or something like he, that. Yeah, he calls like, her mama. Yeah, he's like, she's like, don't call me that. I'm Sister Mary. And, her ma. Or something, yeah. Something something along those lines. Yeah, I think like it was her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get that flashback. You see him pull up. Or, you know, you see him, like, walk up to her. And she's like, well, I'll take your belongings for you or whatever. And he was just like, no, my dad told me to always hold on to this. And it's like the fucking bottom end of a pipe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It doesn't have the actual, like, pipe part. It's just, like, the, the place where you put the tobacco in it. And, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is just fucking strange. Seems like a weird gift to give a kid. It is weird. Don't, I don't get it. But, I did not um, get that. I think that's probably going to be called back in later episodes. Yeah, I mean, they call it back right away as soon as she gets off the helicopter, though, because um, she's like, do you still have it? And he pulls it out of his pocket, and he's like, every day. Yeah, he's got it I, right I want, in his pocket. Ready to go. I want to note that it seems like a very bulky, weird thing, like just to have in your pocket <laughs> to every be day. Carrying around, like fuck, that put weird. that shit on a necklace or something, man. Right. Like, if I had that in my pocket every day, I would just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna stop carrying this." <laughs> yeah, or start smoking <laughs> weed out of it. Yeah, dude, smoke <laughs> it. Do something. Use man. it for like, something. Don't just like carry it around in your pocket. It just right. seems fucking uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, there's a lot of tobacco going on. In this show oh. too, well, that's but, like real like priests and and cardinals and all that shit. Like, have you ever like seen photos of them? They're like always smoking cigarettes, right? It's yeah. like one of the few releases that they get. They right. can't do drugs. I yeah. mean, they can drink wine and shit like that, but like that is like one of their few allowed releases vices. is to smoke cig. Yeah, vice. Yeah, is yeah. to smoke cigarettes. So they do it, and they do it in abundance. Crazy. Yes, yeah, and then there's even a reference to that, like uh, Lenny is smoking a cigarette, and um, yes. in what's his name? Palace. Yeah, what? and Voyello is like, "There's no smoking in here." Yeah, and he's just like, um, "Who made that rule?" And yes. he's like, "John Pope or John Paul II, the Second, the Pope." Yeah. And he was, yeah, the Pope. Yeah, he's like, but "I'm however, the new Pope." However long, yeah, I'm the new Pope. So you so need I to stop cigarettes. living in the past. Yeah, let me smoke my. Let me smoke my squares, dog. Yeah, dog. I do want to note that that fucking hat that Lenny wears, that like <laughs> yeah. that like round brim, yes. fucking pope hat. Thank that you for bringing is, that up. That shit is dope as fuck. <laughs> I would wear that every goddamn day. It looks like a cowgirl. Yeah, it's it's he's like a like a like a Catholic hipster. Just like, like he, like he belongs in like a whiskey soaked fucking 
kind of alt country band or some shit like that. <laughs> some sort of weird hipster band. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was dope. Oh, so and then they have that little meeting that we kind of touched on where, I mean, we kind of covered it all already, but not so much the end part. Um, so we talked about the Venus of Villendorf where he's like, kind of like, and he's like, are you asleep? And he's like, no, I'm praying. Right. And we talked about the smoking the cigarette. There's one, the, like the, I feel like the most important part of that whole scene is yeah. at the end of it where, um, the, uh, so to get, to get to where I'm going, Boyello at the beginning of the meeting tells him about uh, a little button underneath his desk. Oh, where right. He can, he can just push it if, if like a conversation gets too confrontational or he's bored or whatever. And, but I think, I thought it was very interesting that Lenny and Lenny says, cause Boyello is like, if you push this button, someone will come in and make an excuse for you. And Lenny's immediate reaction is, so they tell a lie. Yeah. And you can tell that he's cool with lying himself, but when other people do it, he's not down with it at all. Right. Because he seemed, he seemed like, visibly agitated by the fact that someone was going to have to tell a lie. So exactly. Boyello is just like, well, they have plenty of time to repent afterwards. Yes. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so the conversation with Voyello goes on and you can tell that Lenny's just like not fucking into it. He's just like, dude, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. So he hits the button, but Voyello knows that he hits the button. He can, he, he sees him reach for yes. it. You know what I'm saying? After he's he in just on told it. him about it. Yeah, exactly. And so he, so he gets up, you know, he's just like, obviously this is done. And as he's leaving, he tells Voyello, he's just like, I want you to take care of like all the politics and the and the um, the theology and like all this really important shit. And then he's just like, I'm just gonna take care of the worldly matters and celebrations. And Voyello's just like, he gets this big smile on his face because he thinks he's like one. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. that's what he wants. And then he's just like, You're fucking kidding yourself if um if you think I'm being serious. And, right. Um, yep. And joking, he, joking is referenced a lot in the. In joking this. is referenced a lot. You're yeah. correct. The yeah. the divide between being serious and joking is very yeah, exactly. obscure and very nuanced. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And then he drops it on Voyello that Sister Mary is going to be basically. I mean, he refers to it as a guardian angel, but really what he's getting at is sister Mary is going to be your watchdog. Basically. Like she's going to be fucking on top of you. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need a guardian angel. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't really give a shit what you want. Exactly. You're going to, she's going to, she's going to be on top of you no matter what. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting because it's, I mean, we'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead right now. Um, after this meeting, Lenny seems to like go searching around the basilica or whatever, uh-huh. like walking through those like uh, that that like underground area or whatever. Yeah, he accidentally opens up a door where the the tourists are at, and so he meets up with this uh, <clears throat> character named Cardinal Gutierrez. Yep. 
And, okay, so here's my one moment from the show where I laughed. You have to wait 46 minutes of, like, complete seriousness before you get a good, hearty laugh out of the show. And I feel like it's fucking worth it because it's so dry, but it's just so, like, so... He finally meets up with Gutierrez. He that that's why he like opened up that door on accident is because he was looking for his office or whatever. Yeah. And they're standing in the basilica, and Lenny asks him. He's just like, "So was it hard to close the basilica to visitors?" And Gutierrez, with like a fucking like blank look on his face, like, "Are you fucking stupid?" He goes, <laughs> "No, we simply had to hang up a sign that says closed." <laughs> And the look on Lenny's face is just like, God damn it. (laughs) And I was, I, the first time I watched it yesterday, I busted out laughing. Mm. I was like, that was fucking good writing. Yeah. It's just so honest and so dry Mm -hmm. that it's, it's obvious. You know, it's just like, well, we just had to, yeah, just had to say we're closed. Like, right. It's like the (laughs) juxtaposition between the holy, the extraterrestrial, and the grimy, you know, material world where you just mm-hmm. you put up a sign and that's it. Yeah, that that's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's but it's also like a juxtaposition. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like it's a juxtaposition between like a holy place and just a regular ass like store. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You see a you see a sign that says closed. You're like, all right, cool. Place is closed. Like, right. Oh well. Guess I'll come back tomorrow. Exactly. But yeah, I was like, man, that 46 minutes, that was worth that. <laughs> I was like, that that was worth that laugh. For uh, sure. Okay, and this is where I was going to jump to with um, Lenny. So Lenny basically laid Sister Mary onto Voyello and it's just like, this is going to be your, she's going to be your watchdog or whatever, your guardian angel. Yes. It cuts to... Uh, Voyello go into this like secret meeting with this guy named Federico, which is I th- I think it's I think it's that Butler guy from the beginning. I could be completely wrong because I I went to fucking Wikipedia or not Wikipedia but IMDb just to like yeah. get a spelling on that name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like who it is. And on IMDb, there's no character listed as Federico. Really? At all? Hmm. And I was like, huh, that's strange. But then I, like, I Googled it, and, like, there's, like, articles, you know, that are basically doing what we're doing in a less funny way, just reviewing this pilot episode. Yeah. Uh, And when you Google his name, like, those articles come up, and I'm just like, well, why isn't he listed on IMDb? I thought that was very strange. What's that about? Yeah, I I don't know. Fucking conspiracy, man. Hashtag Frederico Conspiracy. <laughs> so basically he meets with this guy Federico to be like I want you to put in to do a low key investigation right. on on Lenny. I want you to find out his past sins, his present sins. Right. Everyone's suspicious of him. Yeah, everyone is suspicious, which is strange that he's suspicious because he's the one who put him into office basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to know about it all. All of it. Mm-hmm. I want to know every time he breathes, every time he thinks about jerking off. Right. All that kind of shit. Yeah. It's very political. 
Oh, it's super political, which is yeah. why it reminds me reminded me of House of Cards. Don't like House of Cards at all. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Honestly, it's just not my thing. I, I thought, like it. Uh, I thought what's his dick? Uh, Child toucher. Kevin um, uh, Bacon. Kevin Space. Kevin Spacey. Spacey, thank you. Uh, long live Kevin Bacon. He'll I long hope he live. Touches a child. Thank Jesus you. Christ. I messed um, up there. Yeah, don't don't fucking throw him in that. Don't don't need to fucking oh, Kevin no. Bacon. We don't need that shit. <laughs> don't don't do that to him. He's well, you know what man. it was. You he know, did fucking Footloose. Bacon has many spaces between it because it's sliced up into fine pieces. Bacon, oh, you're- spacey. So that's that's where I got confused. Shit! A, I love that stretch. Love I, I lied. Love it. I just confuse celebrity names all the time. Um, I can't remember if there's anything between. I think like that scene is the end of that scene where he goes to that meeting with Federico yeah. is interlaced with the beginning of um, Bellardo Lenny meeting back up with uh, Tommaso. And they like walk up to the roof of yeah. the the basilica or whatever, right? And he's having him, uh, he's having him uh, go over everyone's sins or whatever, and and he's you know he starts with like oh yeah you know Voyello you know has sexual thoughts about this statue or whatever statue yeah. <laughs> And he's just like, you already fucking told me that. Like, let's move on. And then he, like, feeds him some other shit. You know, people doing impressions or whatever. And, um... Yeah, I... There was, like... I mean, it seemed, like, unimportant. But it probably was, at you know, for later episodes. But right. if you're just watching the first episode, like, that people doing the impressions just seems so fucking minuscule. Yeah. Um, But that leads into Lenny sitting down with him and he starts his own confession which is once again he's like what does he say he's he's like i'm vindictive i'm irritable and yeah. i have a pro- i have a prodigious memory which i had to look up i mean within context i i knew what it meant but i needed to look it up um which just means he has a very uh, like a ever expanding memory like a great memory you know yeah. what i'm saying and he's so then he like leads into the fact that well he says it he's just like I don't believe in God oh my god yeah and Tommaso is just like what the fuck did you just say you're the Pope motherfucker like what did you just say and Lenny's just like I said I don't believe in God and then he and then his like Tommaso's face just like fucking drops or whatever that was huge yeah it really was and then he and then he like backpedals and he was just like I'm joking. Yes, and that's the kind of the theme of of being of joking versus being serious, which kind of keeps popping up in the episode. Definitely, but I think that him saying that was his first literal confession. However, yeah. oh, that's good. However, by backing up and saying it's a joke, that's lie number three. Oh, Doug, you're on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, he said that out of like seriousness, and he was yeah. hoping that he could like have someone to like 
put some trust into and then when right. he realized he didn't have that he was yeah. like all right i need to backpedal on this shit and lie again i'm just joking and he's yeah. like he's slowly i mean in the first episode he's sinned three times so for the pope that's oh. fucking crazy oh. and he Damn, in the first episode he's already started to weave a web of lies which is just fucking crazy you know right. what i'm saying it's just like jump off the diving board like that you know what i'm saying like, yeah they could have but you like, still kind of side with these. him like oh, i felt 100 i totally yeah. i echo everything that he said but in his position as the pope as essentially as you know god's advocate on earth god's he, vocal box exactly he is kind of uh expected to ha- to hold these certain beliefs and and to be echoing these things that have been said for 2,000 years, but at the same time, he's like, he has this conviction inside of him that conflicts with that. Because he's a human fucking being. Exactly. No one is completely divine. Oh, now that, oh, so since since I said the word divine, I would like to touch on the fact that Lenny's Pope, Pope name, <laughs> papal name, the, the yeah. name he chose, is Pope Pius the Thirteenth. Yep. And pious means, I, I mean, I know what it means. I just, I wrote down the actual, yeah, like, go for you know, definition. Pious means devoutly religious. And this is coming from a guy who is Pope Pius Thirteenth, and he just said, I don't believe in God. Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that see, moment. Like, like, I totally agree with, like, I, I get where Lenny is coming from in the sense that, like, He's like, I'm my own person and I'm not going to be controlled by this piece of shit who has literally controlled every other pope before me, basically. And, uh, but it's like, you chose this name to almost like, um, take attention. Yeah, it's ironic, but it's almost like used to like take attention away from... From mm. his like actual beliefs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, he, you know, he's pious. He's Pope Pius the Thirteenth, like, right? You know, and it's just like, damn, are you pious though? You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. But maybe he's more pious than any, any of the other previous popes because he's being so real. Like, he's honest. Yeah, yeah. I hate. That's possible. <laughs> oh no, Doug. I hate to bring it back to to personal <laughs> spiritual convictions. Fuck yeah! But you know, I'm I've I've preached like three sermons now at a church, and I'm agnostic. Like I, I'm not. I think God is a construct of human imagination, but I still, you know, <laughs> this is way off topic. I shouldn't even be saying this. <laughs> But I, you know, I still believe in spirituality and, and, and people in the church and whatever, but, like, I'm not convinced that God is real. And so, for that reason, I relate with Pope Pius the Thirteenth. Well, that's because you're not, uh, you're not blindly following everything that's been told to you, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a difference between, like, having your own, Id- having faith in something and, like, straight believing it. right. Blindly. Like, I have faith that reincarnation is real. Right. Do I have that solid... Because, like, like, do I have that, like, solid knowledge? Like, no. Right. You know, I just have Have you been there? Is that a memory? Yeah, I feel like to believe something is to be like, all right, I read this fact, I believe it. 
That's as good. opposed to I have faith in this thing yeah. where I can't explain it. I haven't seen it, but I'm choosing, like I said in your podcast that time, like I'm choosing to believe yes. this and choosing yes. to believe something and believing something are two completely different things. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Bring it oh. back. Bring it back. <laughs> anyway, back to this podcast. Back to this podcast. <laughs> not not uh, air of grievances. <laughs> Where we so that actually so the last scene is Lenny being like yeah I don't believe in God so we right. we have recapped the whole episode we jumped around a lot uh, yeah. but we've we've capped everything we've taught we've covered everything from beginning to end pretty yes. much we've um, we very eloquently spoiled the entire first episode fuck yeah <laughs> which is part of the point of this podcast yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, which, uh, let's move on to some segments All that right. we normally do. So... What do you want to do first? We can, I, we can start it out easy. We can say, right. uh, most favorite and least favorite part of the episode. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Why don't you go for it? Alright. Favorite part of the episode is Lenny saying, I don't believe in God. Because I was so like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it caught me off guard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that like, little, that, it was probably like two minutes, three minutes, you know? Yeah, if that. But it's powerful. It's so powerful, and it's so utterly revealing of how he, like, actually feels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he immediately backpedals, and... I'm joking, dude. Right. Like, chill the fuck out, man. Which just, uh, so obvious that you don't say, as a, as the Pope, you don't say a joke like that. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no, It's no. just, like, not normal. Right. Um, least favorite part? Oh, that's hard, man. Honestly, this was just such a good show. Yeah. Uh, I think my least favorite part was, uh, we didn't talk about this just because it seemed so fucking irrelevant. Uh, that, like, scene where, I mean, we kind of touched on it. It's that scene where, like, Voyello, like, takes his three phones and, like, lays them down. And he's just, like, the the Naples Trinity Trinity or what? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, kind of having that, like, very fucking uh, self-absorbed conversation with that guy. About the books and everything like that. Yeah. Like, I was just like, man, I don't know if this scene was completely needed, but maybe it was. Maybe it, like, comes up again. Right. It's in the episode. But for this one, this one episode, the only one that we watched. As a pilot, I felt like that was really unnecessary, at least in that episode. Yeah. It might have fit better. In a later episode, I don't know, but that was probably my least favorite part. Like that one didn't keep my attention as much as any of the other scenes in the in the fifty nine minutes of the show runs. Yeah, that's good. There's that's that. Good. Let's uh, yeah. Um, I was honestly, I was gonna say my favorite part was the same as yours when he says he doesn't believe in God because uh, that's so potent for the Pope who is almost. On the same level, like, he presents himself as being the voice of God. 
yeah. saying he doesn't believe in God. That was powerful. But I'm, I'm going to... I just feel like I have to go with something a little bit different. I'm going to go with, at the beginning, the like it's like the very first time that any dialogue is presented in the show. When, yeah, the speech. Yeah, during his speech, when he said, like, everyone's on board with him, he starts the speech, the, the, the rain goes away, the sun comes from behind the clouds, and then he's like, let's support gay marriage, let's support, you know contraceptives and all this shit that the Catholic Church seems to be kind of delayed, you know, kind of um, behind the times on. Yeah. I thought that was really cool because he was so confident, but it shocked everybody and they weren't expecting it. And they were yeah, on board with probably, him. And, that was probably my second favorite scene, honestly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like for open, like the opening shot as like a one, as like a one shot is like amazing. But yeah, yeah, that, that like what, two or three minutes that he's talking mm-hmm. like the popes the cardinals are fainting or whatever yeah yeah, it's fucking great you know what yeah. i'm saying it's just it's mind-blowing yeah i was bummed out that it was not real that it real. was a dream yeah you know so you know what i'm just gonna roll into it and say my least favorite part was that being a dream and not being reality for this pilot and perhaps in the future of the show that will be reality maybe he will say that in front of the vatican but, um, oh, yeah. I do want to note that I read today that it got renewed for a season two. Okay, very good. So, okay. the show will... It, I, I haven't watched anything past this episode, but it's nice to know that it's not like a one and done. Yes, yes. Although I do like one and dones. I, I, sometimes yeah. I prefer one and dones. Very European. Yeah, like, I mean, one and dones are comfortable. It's contained. Yeah. Um, it's thought through. Ha- yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you a complete get, thought. It's a complete thought. It's a period on the end of the sentence, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Instead of a comma, which right. sometimes can lead that sentence into directions you don't really want it to go in. Well put, yeah. It's like having... an. You know, indefinite amount of sequels for, like, some Pixar movie or something. Yeah, exactly. Or all these, like, Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, every totally. time a Marvel movie ends, it's, like, not a period. There's a fucking comma afterwards. Right. Like, I just saw Infinity War. And, like, honestly, they they probably could have wrapped up Infinity War into, like, one movie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just so dense. That you don't even... I don't know, man. Like, with TV shows, it's weird, because, like, when you have when you do a one-and-done, like like you said, it's, like, one comprehensive thought. Get everything in that you need to get in, but then when you, like, do another season, you have to keep coming up with shit. Right, yeah. And that that particular shit might not exactly work, but... Yeah. Probably was not planned beforehand. They probably just had to, like, oh, we gotta make more money, we gotta come up with some new ideas. Exactly, like you have, uh, you get signed on for another 10 episodes and you're just like, oh shit, what are we going to do to add to the drama? Right. You know what I mean? Unless it's like something like Stranger Things Mm. where the, the, or like Harry Potter. God bless Stranger Things. Stranger Things, Harry Potter, Harry Potter was, is seven books, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was thought out as one complete thought. You know what I mean? Like, J.K. Rowling came up with the whole story at one time. She didn't just write one book and then was like, oh, fuck, 
the success of this was insane. Exactly. Now I need to just come up with some more bullshit. She came up with all of it at one time. Same with Stranger Things. Like, they... They had planned out these four seasons before the show even started. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. They were like, we're going to do four seasons, and then it's going to be done. Yeah. And I like that. It's not yeah. just like forever going on. Yeah. Totally. I would say on on the other side of that, the one show that successfully surpassed the book series is Game of Thrones. Because they got ahead of, of you know, George R. R. Martin. Is that his name? Yeah, George R. R. Martin, yeah. Yeah, they got ahead of him in in the series around, like, what, like, season five or six or so. And they took a different path from the books because the books had not been written up until that point. It was, like, the most modern representation of a, a TV series spinning off of a book series. and But they went their own direction, but I feel like it, it still held up. It still held water. I, uh, I'm about to say something that's going to make a lot of people... Uh, rage quit on this episode, but uh, I hate I hate Game of Thrones. Whoa, Doug! I think yeah, like you want to rage quit right now. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister, not... you hate Tyrion Lannister, dude. I hate that. Get whole out show. of town! I hate that whole show. Like, oh my god, Doug! And that's not me saying that as like someone who watched a couple episodes and was like, yo, this show sucks. That's me saying that this as someone who watched the first four seasons and is like, this show sucks. Wow, duh. Like, I... We gotta unpack I, this on a later episode. I fucking... Man, I dated a girl. Different girl. I can say her name. Sure, we're cool. Uh, I dated this girl, Emily. Okay. Who was like a diehard fucking fan. Okay. And she was just like... Uh, she was like, I, I had already watched the first season, like when it was like originally on TV, and I, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of into it then, and I just kind of like lost interest in it. And yep. after that first season came out, is when all the fucking like fanboy shit started happening. And I was like, I cannot deal with everyone going on and on and on and on and on about this show. Um, was it like the show itself or the culture around it? Well, originally it was the culture, you know what I'm saying? And when I started dating this girl, Emily, she I, I told her that. She was like, just give it another shot. It's a great show. I was like, for you, I will. You know what I'm saying? I will I will give this another shot. You know, it's something that we can, like, talk about and relate about. And I watched every episode I watched. I, like I said, I got through four seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I... Every episode I would watch, I'd be, like, halfway in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It never, like, fully gripped me. But I was like, I'm going to keep going with this just to uh, just to see where it goes. You know what I'm saying? To uh-huh. have something to talk about with her. And then she was like, whenever you get to this one episode, which happened to be the Red Wedding or whatever it was called. Oh, right. She was like, whenever you get to this episode, Stop. And then I'm going to come over and watch it with you, or we can watch it at my house or whatever. I think we watched it here at my place. But She built it up too much. She did. She totally did. And honestly, like, I w- we were watching that episode together, and, like, I was I was on my phone, and she was just like, how the fuck are you not watching this right now? I was like, because it's not good. She oversold it. She did. And, and everyone else who fucking fanboys about that show oversold it. And I'm just like... Yeah. Uh, but I'm also not a fantasy person, you know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings okay. sucks too. You know, wow, like that's like a strong e- statement, Doug. 
like I'm on board with Kevin Smith. You think like, Lord of the opinion. Rings sucks, but you love Kevin Smith. Well, I'm I'm a, well, yeah, I love Kevin Smith. Millennial he's hashtag he's a, he's a, Doug is greater than or equal to millennial. Kevin Smith is a national goddamn treasure. Um, but uh, I'm on board with his thoughts on Lord of the Rings, where it's just like nine hours of walking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Fair. Fair, right? Fair. That's true. But I mean, there's like Game some of Thrones, shit that goes on. You're a fucking dumbass in that regard, Doug. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Like I said, people are going to hear that line and they're just going to be like, fuck this guy, I'm out. Yeah. Well, that's why but, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, a lot of people do say that. You know, I tell them I don't like it and then they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And I'm like, look. I didn't just watch one episode and said, fuck this right. shit. I watched, like, four seasons of that shit. I resp- you know, if you've been through, you know, you've been through all the seasons of it and you still hold that opinion, I respect it, but I also respectfully disagree with you. I mean, those seasons are, like, ten episodes long at an hour each. I watched 40 goddamn hours of that show. You know, that's like That's fair. That's a, that's a lot. And I, you know, I still came out of it and I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, you know, that's fair. I still disagree, but that is fair. And I appreciate that. So tweet us hashtag. Hashtag Doug's an idiot. Is an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Or hashtag Caleb is always right, which is the second time we've used that hashtag. Caleb is always right. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, last time you actually were right. This is just an opinion, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this is just an opinion. I agree. I'm just I'm just being provocative. Being provocative. As always. Uh, what's our next segment? Oh, man. Okay, maybe we should uh, narrow it down a little bit. Maybe we should go ahead and cut to uh, Mary Fuck Kill. What were you going to... What were you going to do... Uh... Before that, instead of, you said narrow it down. Yeah, uh, what did we do last time with the else? tick? Uh, we did favorite. We did, we did Mary Fuck Kill last time. Yeah. I think that was the same. There was one. one more, I think. Favorite. Oh, who would you recommend it to? Yeah, who would you recommend it to? Oh, okay, we can do that one last if you want. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead. Oh, you want to do that now? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I would recommend this to fans of House of Cards. Good. Uh, fans of Catholicism, I guess. Mm. And I would recommend it to fans of Jude Law's butt, because you get a lot of that in the first, like, ten minutes. <laughs> fans of Jude Law's butt. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. It's the most I've ever seen of his butt, and I will say this as a straight male. He's got a nice ass. <laughs> Fair deal. Would holla at that. <laughs> would holla. I would recommend it to lapsed Catholics. If yeah. you're a stringent Catholic, I don't think you'd appreciate it because there definitely is some things that could be easily labeled as heresy in this show. Oh, for sure, for sure. But to anybody who maybe is a lapsed Catholic or who maybe has a little bit more of a scientific worldview... Married to their Catholicism, I think you could appreciate the politics behind this take on on Catholicism. Definitely, yeah. 
That's my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. So now on to the star of our show. <sighs> the best segment. The segment that everyone loves because all because <laughs> uh our questionable sexual orientation. It's very questionable. This entire thing is very <laughs> very questionable. Uh all right. I think this one's kinda easy for me, honestly. Okay. I'm curious. I'm gonna go in a different order. Okay. I'm gonna kill Voyello because he's a, a spineless, wormy piece of shit. Dude's a snake. Dude's a straight snake. Okay. And anyone who fucking associates with that guy is a snake. Because if I see one snake, I see another snake. Yep. You know what I'm saying? A serpent. It's just how it fucking goes, man. Oh, that's funny that you said that. They did say he's the devil incarnate. Yeah. And the devil showed up as what to Adam and Eve? A serpent. Serpent, a snake. Yeah. Boom. All right. So I'm gonna kill him. Okay. I'm gonna fuck Diane Keaton. Okay. Because why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Uh, and she's a nun, so like that adds into the sexy. Ooh, that makes it a little bit sexier. Oh, definitely. She's not supposed to. She's married mm-hmm. to Jesus. You just cheated uh, on Jesus, bro. Yeah, I cuckolded Jesus. You cuckolded Jesus, and he liked it. Let it be known that I just said Jesus is a cuck. He's a cuck. God, people are not going to like me after this episode. It's okay. I'm a Christian. <laughs> um, And then I'm going to oh, marry... I guess I'm gonna. I, I guess I'm gonna uh, marry uh, Lenny. Honestly. Marry the Pope? Why not? Yeah. Marry the Pope? Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll marry the 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 voice of God because then if he's like blowing me, it's like, oh yeah. Oh fuck God yeah. is blowing me right now. Oh uh, hell yeah! Preach. That'd be the most divine blowjob ever. Literally. Literally. <laughs> divine blowjobs. <laughs> Woof. All right. This is a tough one. Everyone just got a little taste of my brain. <laughs> we just lost our entire listenership and replaced it with, with some creep sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag oh, Jesus is a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please tweet at us. Hashtag Jesus is a cuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's perfect. Alright, what's your list? Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'll start with fuck. Okay. Because that one's kind of hard for me because I would either... It's a tie for me. Um. Much... Like, much like I uh, conveyed in in our first episode, with an extra being my choice of a fuck, there's this chick at 10 minutes, 12 seconds, who's in the crowd applauding the Pope. She is a looker. She's a, a brunette. She's got a white shirt on. The sun just shone out from the clouds. The, the rain stopped. She's a looker. But you know what? Because she's so religiously adamant and she seems to have ethical values about her, I'm going to marry her. 
Oh, I was going to say, man, I bet I bet those Catholic chicks are, like, filthy in bed. Truth. Why not marry? Also, Mary? I've noticed this about you, Caleb. You uh, always want to fuck extras in these shows. I do. I do. You said the same thing about John from Cincinnati. Exactly. Yes. You're an interesting guy. I notice those extras. I notice them. Yeah, obviously. I don't pay attention to them. They ain't worth shit to me. Oh, they're, that's my that's my lifeblood, baby. They got low self-esteem. They're trying to be an actress. Come on over. I did make a joke to Cameron. We were talking about somebody, nameless, Uh-oh. and he was like, dude, this chick looks like a fucking uh, a Barbie doll that got fucked up on the production line, and I was just like... Say it. I was just like, I fucked with, I fuck with damaged goods. Have, have you seen the last girl I dated? Hey. And I was just like... And he was like... He was like, God damn it. Truth. 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 I don't mind some damaged goods. I'm damages, bro. I'll fucking, I'll buy that clearance, those clearance canned vegetables that have dents in them. All day. I live off of canned salmon. Yeah. Dented canned salmon. I'm not lying. That's weird. Don't eat canned salmon. That's just weird. Hey, Doug, I'm being real. I do. I know. I'm telling you. That's weird. I know it's weird. Honestly, it's less weird than our friend Drew eating bags of that fake crab meat at He a loves time. that fake... He likes it more than real crab. Dude, he does. He'll... I mean, whenever I lived it. next door to him, he would cook a steak... Yep. ...and eat an entire bag <laughs> of fake crab. Yes, we used steak. to be roommates. He would have, like, part... We would have parties with the sole <laughs> express purpose of eating steak... <laughs> and fake crab meat. Disgusting. <laughs> like, and he doesn't even, like, take it out of the bag. He eats no. it straight, straight from the bag. I'm straight. like, dude, what is wrong with you? He loves it. And it's like a combination I, of, like, 36 different types of fish. It's not I even know, crab. I'm just, none, none of them I, is a crab. I, every time I think about it, I'm just like, how do you have a girlfriend? Like, who puts up with this shit? <laughs> he's a, He's a good-looking man. Oh, uh, he's beautiful. He's very sensitive, and he's good looking. I would, oh yeah, super sensey. I would, yeah. You would what? Uh, I would marry him. Okay. He's, he's, a, mar- he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Alright, so All I right, would... So you did your fuck. My fuck? Oh, no, you said you did your marry. You did, did your marry. You I said, did my marry. You said you'd marry. Which okay. was, like I said, it was close to a fuck, but... But my fuck would be, um... You know, in like the first five minutes of the show, there's that flashback to Lenny oh, yeah, that, behind that the tree. Chick. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at that girl just totally naked. That girl was very pretty. Oh my god, she was uh, she was a, a sculptress. She was a yeah. a statue, a goddess. She was an Adonis. Solid, solid eight out of ten. Eight. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She was a yeah, Stone Cold Fox. I she was stone 9. cold. 5. 9.5. 9.5. No, okay, fair deal. If she yeah. was redhead, it'd be a solid 10. Oh, you're a redhead, man. Well, you got red hair, too. I, I, a little bit. A little but bit I red. Mean, if, you look at, if you look at my dating history, I've dated a lot of redheads. Yeah. yeah I do I do have a redhead fetish. Okay. So, if deal. you're a very hot girl out there and you're attracted to the sound of my voice and you have red hair, hit me up. Hit Tweet at me. Doug, I have red uh, hair. Go ahead and give your hashtag, Doug. <laughs> or, or give your Twitter handle. Uh, Tweeter handle. Uh, 
I don't have a Twitter handle, but we'll uh, whenever we set up one for this blind pilot shit, just uh, slide into those DMs. Hashtag redhead Doug bedbug. I don't have bedbugs. Don't spread that shit. <laughs> well, you know, a bedbug is a chick who wants to sleep in your bed. Um, I guess. I've never thought about it like that. But yeah, you know. it's a bad comparison. We're going way too long on this episode. Are we really? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like an hour 25. All right. Finish <laughs> your shit up. Okay. So, <clears throat> kill. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Because I feel like everybody has their own... There's. I don't feel like there's a defined villain. Everyone has their own motivation. Everyone's, you know, trying to do, I think, what's right. But mm. uh, I might have to go with... Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to kill Lenny just because he's the main character. That would be interesting. You know what? Check this out, Doug. Go for it. I'm going to kill God. Oh, shit. God is a main underlying character of this show. I kill God. Alright, that's pretty fucking sacrilege. If we didn't lose people beforehand, we have officially lost every listener on this episode. (laughs) That's the aim. If if people didn't rage quit on me saying I hit Game of Thrones, they rage quitted on that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, let's do blindfolds. Oh fuck yeah. Let's oh. you go first. Oh yeah, that's fair. I wish I didn't have to go first. Whew! This is a great show. It's very cinematic. It could be a film. This one episode could be a, a freaking motion picture. Very well shot, beautifully shot, well acted. I love the language diversity. You got a lot of, uh, you have a, a taste of Latin. You got some Italian. You got, um, I, honestly, I, w- I was wondering if Lenny was actually American because his American accent sounded like too American. Well, he asks for American coffee. It seems like he is. But the actor himself, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure because it seemed like a couple times he might have slipped up on his accent. Oh, I think Jude Law is British. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. A couple yeah, of his R's sound a little British. bit off. Yeah, I think he's British. I okay. could be wrong, but I think that he's makes British. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... Man, this is tough. I don't think it was perfect. No, not at all. But I think as far as the standard of blindfolds goes, you have to be paying attention very closely to the show. So, I'm going to give it a fourth of a blindfold. Yeah. I think it was better than... The, I'm just going off our past references. I think it was better yeah. than The Tick as far as having to pay close attention and really absorb every single second of, of the show. But I don't think it was quite perfect as a pilot. Maybe as a show, it might be a lot better. But as a pilot, I got I to... Gotta, Rate it how I rate it. A quarter of blindfold. Quarter of blindfold. I'm going to uh, average out all of my watches because I've watched it three times now. Um, I'm going to say half a blindfold. Just because, like, that first time I watched it, I was like, yo, this kind of sucks. Um,. 
and it, I thought that because I wasn't paying attention, you know right. what I'm saying? And you, you gotta, really you do gotta be need attention. to pay attention. Yes. But the second time I went around and watched it, I was gripped. Yeah. I'm saying yes. So yeah, I'd say half a blindfold. That's I fair. mean, you can get away without paying attention to certain parts, mm. like that one where I was talking about uh, where he's where that dude's talking about his books or whatever, and it's just kind of almost right. forced. And the yeah. trinity of the, of cell phones or whatever. Yeah, the cell phones with the soccer players on the back of them or whatever. Yeah, I was like, that is pretty unnecessary, yeah. and honestly, that scene. Where they're like walking around the basilica, uh, yeah. Also, like a, uh, I would say like five percent of that scene completely necessary. The rest of it seemed like filler. Agree. Um, but yeah, I'd say half a blindfold for sure. That's fair. Like not not a whole one, but yeah, half for sure. That's a good rating. Good. It's a good show. Got, it's a good show. Got to pay attention. You got to. Yeah, I'm very curious to, to see what happens in the rest of the show. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to. And they it's refer to like him as the young long. Pope, but then they specifically say 47 years old is young. So for well, a Pope... it seems like he's the youngest Pope. Usually you're in your like 60s or 70s when exactly. you're a Pope. Yes. So that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, it. the title is a little bit ironic, a little bit cheeky. And, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, I would... It's not like he's like 19 or something like that. Exactly. I would love to keep watching this show for sure. Definitely. Same here. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up. All right, you want to wrap? Wrong, yes, d- two thumbs up for me too. Definitely. All right, this was Blind Pilots, and I'm Caleb Bro. I'm Doug K. All day, every day. All right, fuck off, everyone. You can find Blind Pilots on Instagram at Blind Pilots Podcast. Also, our artwork is by Cameron Del Rosario. You can find him on Instagram at Cam Del Rosario, and our music is by Dirt Doctrine. Goodbye. A post-Christian production. Collaborating with We Busy But Creative Podcasts.